Hey everybody, how's it going? Tonight's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Uh, if you have something to promote, you don't have a lot of money to do it with, buttons are the perfect promotional item. Um, not only does Lone Star Buttons offer buttons, they also do magnets, bottle openers, and mirrors. You can have that shit look like whatever you want. Your imagination is the limit. Um, what else? If you want to get in touch with LoneStarButtons.com, you can go to their website, or you can email info at LoneStarButtons.com, or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code, I want to suck on your hairy tits. Mm-mm. And you'll get some buttons thrown in for free. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. Do you work your ass off every day, trying to make ends meet, slaving away for the man? Or maybe you're independently wealthy. Maybe your mammy and pappy left you a nice cushy trust fund. Well, whatever the case may be, why do you want to just throw money away when Jessica Dieter can shop your insurance for you and save you some money? She can shop for home insurance, flood insurance, auto insurance, or renter's insurance. I know you need at least one, if not all, of those things. She can shop multiple carriers for you, keeping the coverage you have, but looking for a better deal. Quality is her specialty. So, if you live in Texas, you can call her at 281-607-5263. Let her know you listen to the show. I'll get extra X's and O's. Also, if you want to take part in the show, that being sending in friend questions, maybe some news stories, you know, whatever you want us to cover on the show, you can email us at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We'll give you a shout out. When we cover it, it'll be fun. Um, what else? Follow the show on Instagram. We post a lot of weird videos on there. They're not always funny. Some of them are. Some of them are eye-opening. And uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that account. Okay, coming to you pre-recorded live from Tom Cage Studio A in beautiful, miserable Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast with your host, me, Gabe, Google Me Dieter, and bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Jobless Dieter, and I'm <laughs> sitting next to Bitchin' Brennan Birch. Probably What's soon up? to be jobless. <laughs> well, well, you can't have that nickname, I already have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can have it when I find a job. Okay, yeah, okay, then, then I can take it over when I start drawing unemployment. Right. All right, sweet. What's up, dude? Oh, God. I <sighs> just... You want me to start out? Yeah, you start out, man. <laughs> so, uh, yesterday, my aunt, my my beloved aunt, went through a uh, medical situation. Mm-hmm. She has the flu and pneumonia. Ooh. And she's in the hospital right now. Oh, no. And uh, I know she'll get better, you know? But yeah. I, I had a bit of a personal scare yesterday because before I knew anything about what she had, uh-huh. I, I went to pick her up. And she was sitting in the chair. Uh, I mean, she looked like she was ready to slip into a coma. Oh, my God. But uh, <laughs> she took a deep exhale, and I felt that exhale go into my nose as I took an oh. inhale. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's, so, a, uh, that's a bad feeling. <laughs> I'm on some vitamin C right now. I yeah, hope it works. Yeah. I'm crossing my fingers and toes. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's that's like one of the fun things about being a parent is whenever you have a sick kid, like they they just cough straight into your mouth. It's awesome. (laughs) Like perfect aim every time. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, surprising. Definitely know the feeling. So I I went to pick her up and she was super groggy. It was hard to get her to respond to anything. Mm -hmm. You know, she was talking, but it was like took forever for her to do or say anything. Yeah. And I took her to urgent care, and she had a 103.8 fever. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I wonder if she was practically passed out. Yeah. It was crazy. Anyway. Yeah, so do they know how long she's going to be in the hospital? or No idea. Man. I think they found some other stuff really? going on, but it's too early to tell. Yeah. Oh, man. That's rough. That's a bummer. Shout out to Ethelene. Yes. Speedy recovery. My grandpa was so hardcore into oil and gas, he named his daughter <laughs> Ethelene. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Little family joke. Yeah. Not that funny, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, so what's up, dude? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm, I've, I've been like just sort of down for several weeks. Yeah. Like some like in our in the time that we haven't like done the show, I don't know. I just really kind of slipped into a hole, man. And I'm, I'm having a hard time with it. Like, I, I don't know. Like there, there's nothing really wrong, you know? And there, and there never is, you know? No. It's just, man, I don't know. It's a temporary uh, dip in the road or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, you know. Well, don't, don't know. watch Six Feet Under. No. Yeah. <laughs> do I, yourself a favor. I've been through that. Yeah. Don't don't, uh, don't do that right now. Like, like, nothing that I like to do, you know, is really making me happy. Yeah. Like, with the exception of, like, graffiti, I've been enjoying that again. But <laughs> yeah. At, what, 30... You're about to be 38. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just said uh, uh, it's not even like doing stuff. It's just the chart, like the charge of getting away with it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, oh, man. It's like the kind of the thrill, you know, yeah. I've been kind of getting back into that a little bit. Just stickering right now. You know, I haven't, yeah. I haven't gone out and like painted anything yet. Yeah. But it's kind of a victimless, victimless crime. It really is. If there's a ton of stickers already up and you're going to put one more. Yeah. It's just one more, you know? Big deal. Yeah. So I've been doing that. Uh, Let's see, I had Monster Show the other day. How'd that go? That was like, man, I don't know. I, I, don't do it, Brennan. I, I, I felt, I just felt the same way about like that as I felt about Zine Fest, you know? Oh, really? Just like, I didn't, I don't, I don't know, man. Couldn't I don't, connect. Couldn't, couldn't really connect to it, man. Oh, wow. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm just getting older, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. Maybe, man. I mean, I, I don't feel connected to it, but I haven't been wowed the past few times I've been, Yeah. you know? Yeah. It's weird, man, because, and I know, like, I'm going to sound like an old fogey. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not supposed to live in the past. But when it was at Domi, it was, it was highly selective who got into that show. Yeah. And there were a lot of people from out of town. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what, what we were talking about uh, at Art Night the other day. Yeah. Um, you know, people sent in their shit because it was a, a really solid show to be in. Right. And that gallery had, a good reputation of putting on some powerful exhibitions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a, uh, it's just a different, different time. Yeah. It, I, I, Monster shows a different thing. You yeah. Know? I think the scene around it has kind of like changed too, you know, like it's, it's just not, I don't know. It's, it's just way more like kind of fan arty and stuff. And I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just, and I'm not like into fan art at all. You know, there was fan art at monster show. Yeah. Oh, and it, it's, it's um, like, there's been more yeah. and more of that, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know. It's like draw a character from your favorite movie, you know? Yeah, those themed shows, man. Well, I mean, it's, uh, well, it's not even that. It's just like the, I think that people do that because there is a lot of that there. You yeah. Know? Instead of kind of getting weird with it, I don't know. Well, see, Monster Show in its you know infancy uh, was like a showcase for people to show their imagination, and like there were a lot of a lot of pieces that would not only be like you know visually exhilarating, <laughs> <laughs> but also would you know. Uh, maybe pull an emotion out of you like a laugh or yeah uh wow that's fucked up you mm-hmm. know uh and i i didn't go to i didn't go to uh almost said zine fest oh, i didn't go to monster shows so i don't know what was there yeah but i don't know man it's just a different kind of animal yeah you know uh i'm sure there were tons of people there yeah that it, was, enjoyed it was a it. great turnout and you know it's not you know putting anybody down that was in the show or anybody that put it together you know it's just i don't know it's, it's different and i don't know i i just i'm not sure that what i do kind of works in houston you know at all hmm. i don't know i've just never really gotten much response <laughs> where where do you think it would work i don't know I, I mean i'm not sure if it doesn't work in houston or if it just doesn't work you know oh, okay and i mean i don't know and i i feel like i spend a lot of time and put a lot of effort into like trying to figure out what i'm doing you know mm-hmm. and i don't know that i'm getting anywhere for one thing <laughs> Do you do you have a vision of of something in your head like that you want to accomplish? That's the thing is I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm well, chasing something that I don't even know what I'm looking for. I wouldn't say that's necessarily everything, but I mean that's got to be a, a. I mean for me, it's a starting point. That's why the other night you saw me staring off in space with a blank page in front of me because I was trying to imagine like what do I want to draw, you know? So like you you have like ideas whenever you sit down and just start working. Like you you have an idea in place whenever. Um, you know, I had this method uh, when I was stuck of drawing a bean, like a bean or a kidney shape, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know you know like a circle with a divot in the side, like a Mickey like Mouse a torso. Yeah, 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 and just went from there like if it was going to be a face add eyes mouth nose yeah. you know whatever uh and that's just my was my starting point nowadays i don't really use that method but it cranked out a lot of weird shit yeah when i used it well i mean that's kind of that reminds me of uh when i was in third grade we used to play this game where we would draw basically whatever shape and then you had to make a ninja turtle out of it mm. like that was like a big thing that we used to do as kids that makes sense yeah it was always a lot of fun but uh but yeah like i i don't I guess I never really have any clear idea or vision of what I'm trying to do. And I think that that definitely shows a lot in my stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I've seen I've seen people, you know, it it helps to study other people's process. Like some people like fucking uh catfish mm-hmm. will just sit there and and draw something. He'll start with like a a quarter-sized shape and just draw off of that mm-hmm. and then he might run out of space on the page yeah because he just starts with ink but it i mean different people have different processes i think yeah. that's that's the that's just as important to figure out as what technique to use or what style yeah. you're gonna end up with you know it's like i don't know I, th- I think that like technically i'm okay but i just i don't i'm not sure i don't i don't feel like my stuff has i don't know there, there's nothing greater to it and I don't know. I just, I feel like I've really kind of hit a wall. And I mean, 
I think that that's part of why I'm enjoying like the graffiti stuff so much, just because it's like instant gratification. <laughs> but, I saw the sticker you you did. Yeah, that's that's great. What did you draw that or did you create a graphic? It's kind of a combination of stuff. You know, it's it's part digital, it's part you know traditional, and I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, we could have. Yeah, I, I could go on. We could probably about talk this. about this for hours. Yeah, and not get anywhere. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing, one thing that I. I mean, whenever I get stuck and I'm not happy, I will take something that does work and push that more to the extreme. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that means. But, but I mean, <laughs> I, I don't necessarily feel like anything I do works, so that doesn't help me. Well, not not just like a piece, but whatever works for that piece. Like yeah. I know you've been doing your like uh, melted slash uh, like burned flesh type thing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a good example of what I'm talking about. I mean, you've, you've, you're, you definitely like that, uh, technique or style. Yeah. I mean, you've pretty much started pushing that into all your stuff. Yeah. So you pretty much did exactly what I was saying. Hmm. I don't know. I just, I got to figure out like some sort of direction with it. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. 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 That's a rough one. <laughs> what else we got? What are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? I don't know, man. Talking about art all night. Talking about art. Talking about being sad. (laughs) Uh, Art night was fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if people can identify with us talking about art night, but uh, it's just like, what can you compare it to? Uh, It's four people drawing, mostly being quiet, listening to music. Yeah, you're just kind of hanging out, listening to records and, you know, drawing in the same room and occasionally talking about weird shit, talking about weird shit and cracking jokes and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It's like. It's just a good social activity for introverted people. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's it's like kind of our ideal social situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't they do a monster show art night where, <laughs> I don't know, that'd be terrible. Yeah. Um, we used to go to, uh, what was that called? At no, at uh, Next Door Bar? Uh, Skeshens. Skeshens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do that. That yeah, still goes on, I think. Yeah. It's like right down the street from my house now, too. You should go, man. Yeah. Why not? Last time I went, I got way too drunk and drove home. Yeah. So that kind of that's not good. <laughs> steered me away from going to that because yeah. I can't trust myself. Yeah. Anyway, how about some? Uh, <laughs> you want to talk some news for a second? Yeah, sure. Let's talk right. about it. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. What do we got, Brennan? Okay, so an 11-year-old boy is back with his family after the police said he drove 200 miles to meet an unknown male he met on Snapchat. Wow. (laughs) So, what... Do you know any details? Because that just sounds... Yeah, there's there's nothing that sounds, like, good about this. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he... Did he know the mail was a mail? I mean, it's Snapchat, so I would think so. You can uh, see yeah. everybody. And, uh, well, they got the filters. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was a giant baby. <laughs> I just wanted to go see the boss baby, man. <laughs> I thought the mustache was fake. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, oh. Yeah, Thor, said he pulled He drove from Simpsonville. He drove from a town called Simpsonville, <laughs> South Carolina, to Charleston, which is you know kind of a big city. Uh, 200 miles. I guess he used his dad's tablet and was using the GPS, and he got lost or something. Uh, I said uh, 
The child told the officer that uh, he'd taken his brother's car, was using the GPS and his father's tablet to find the address in Charleston that the guy had given him through Snapchat. Uh, the address was lost whenever, his, I guess, the GPS signal went out because he was driving through the boonies. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, the boy ended up giving his the officer his uh, his dad's name and phone number. They called him, you know. Luckily, the kid didn't get molested. Uh, <laughs> and they, they reunited with the family, so. Yeah. Scroll yeah. down a little more. That's oh, I thought that was the kid. No. The top of the kid's head. I was like, damn, get a haircut. That's a picture of Goldie Hawn from the sixties. <laughs> wow. Well Yeah, man. Yeah. God, the internet is terrifying. Dangerous. Don't let your eleven year olds get on Snapchat. What? You never had that conversation? Brennan, have you had the conversation with Nate about not <laughs> fucking driving man, across country? To we just took some... his YouTube away from him because it was making him weird. So, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He was, what was he? He was having nightmares about these videos that people make. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, dude. Apparently, uh, there are grown men that go on YouTube and they make little animated flash videos that look like fun little cartoons. And then all of a sudden, like a Pokemon is getting skinned alive or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I heard about that. Um, like a year ago. Is that when it started? Well, I mean, there, yeah, there, there, there are people who do that stuff, but I don't know. Apparently. He that saw was one. like a big it's uh, concern. Yeah. So the internet's fun if you have children. So it wasn't a hoax. No, <laughs> that it's real. That exists. That stuff's real. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just keep your kids in a little box, man. Let them think it's 1980, you know, until they get to high school, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you, they don't, they don't need all that shit. Ever, yeah. I mean, it, it's not, it's not even that they're the problem. It's that adults are weirdos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there's like grown men that'll just like, you know, that's their hobby is like, scaring children on the mm. internet you know yeah. that's that's like what gets them off well it's pretty cool <laughs> he says sarcastically um what else we got um okay speaking of people that shouldn't be around little kids oh yeah uh, so this happened a couple weeks ago i i actually got sick it was just i, I have no idea what it was yeah I, I would say it was a little more fluey than coldy yeah <laughs> I, I had that for a long time as well. Uh, my head got full of snot, then my lungs. Yeah. And now I'm better, barely. So uh, apparently at the Vatican, uh, the police raid top offices in a finance probe. Uh, the, uh, Can we jump to the point of the story? They yeah, confiscated sure. a lot of computers from the Vatican. Yeah. Um, That's bad news. <laughs> well, I think it's good because it was under the, I mean, under the blanket of financial crimes. Yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, they've got to find more yeah, shit. That's how they got Capone, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, who Who is investigating? Uh, let's see. The Financial Information Authority, which is an anti-money laundering authority designed to lend transparency to operations by the Institute of Religious Works, which acts as the Vatican Bank. Ooh, the Vatican Bank. Yeah. Fuck. So yeah, I guess the IOR handles the accounts of the Vatican employees as well as the clerics, religious congregations, and diplomats affiliated with the Holy See. Uh, it says that two uh, former heads of the IOR were handed prison terms in 2017 over dubious transactions while an Italian businessman, businessman was last year found guilty of money laundering by a Vatican court. So yeah. That's so crazy. The Vatican has its own, like, government, basically. Right. Like, they will, I mean, they had a trial. The Vatican held a trial. Mm-hmm. And found the man guilty and put him in prison. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. that's and probably that's, a pretty cushy prison. That's inside Italy. Like, yeah. That is just crazy to me that they're. They're allowed to do that. I mean, <laughs> that seems. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Seems a little. I don't know. 
It's crazy, man. I mean, how ballsy is that to try to launder money through the Vatican, though? <laughs> uh, from the Vatican, by the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane, man. And everybody living at the Vatican, I mean, it's 100% the government of the Vatican. Uh-huh. Because everybody has a job to do. Right. And they're all priests and whatever, you know? Yeah. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. And that's like, you know, every Catholic church in America, I don't know how it works in other countries, but they kick back to the Vatican. They they yeah. kick back money from every Catholic in at least the United States. Right. Pays money to the church. I'm sure it works. And that's how the, the Vatican's like filthy rich. Yeah. I wonder how much money they really have. All of it. <laughs> They probably uh, they probably fund a lot of countries. Think they got Saudi money? Hmm. Probably not. Saudi specifically, probably not. But I mean, any Catholic country. A lot of gold in them churches, man. <laughs> Just saying. Not a lot of oil though. You saying we should invade? <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever tried? <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, since like the 1600s or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, probably not. That'd be hilarious. A modern military operation against the Vatican. <laughs> Let's send a bunch of sailboats with uh, cannons on them. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. What else do we got? Okay, a little bit of hot local news. Well, that was also also national news. Oh, this pissed me off, man. Yeah. Pasadena. This is my fucking town. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not miserable very much. <laughs> Pasadena residents are some of the most miserable in America, according to a new study. Um... A new report from Business Insider ranks the 50 most miserable cities in the United States. These cities tend to offer fewer opportunities, have been plagued with devastation from natural disasters, and boast high crime and addiction rates, according to the report. Uh, Business Insider created the the rankings using uh, U.S. Census data from 1,000 cities, taking into account factors such as population change, poverty rates, the percentage of people working, median household incomes, and the percentage of people without health care and median commute times. Pasadena almost escaped the list, ranking at number 48, uh, well, it's the 48th most miserable city in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, most residents earn an average median income of $50,000, and nearly 29% of residents do not have health insurance, according to the report. One-fifth of the c- city's residents live in poverty. Uh, Can I tell you an, a, uh, a rumor I heard? Sure. And I can't even remember where I heard this, but supposedly Pasadena at one time had the most amount of of millionaires in the United States. Really? Due to all the retirement funds and stuff like that. That's interesting. From oil and gas. They're from the oil and gas people, yeah. Yeah. I bet. I could see that. I mean, my my granddad as an example, he he worked for he worked in petroleum based plastics for thirty years. Yeah. And he when he died he had a million dollars. Yeah. So I mean that has to be well shit, I don't know. I mean he was really good with his money. Well, I mean, there, well, but, but back in the day, like all these companies used to take care of people. They still do, actually. Yeah. You know, that's why it's so hard to get a job in the company. Yeah. And that's why they hire so many contractors because right. they don't want to pay those, you know, retirements. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, what quality are you getting out of those contractors? Pretty good or no? I mean, it varies depending on the field, you know? Yeah. But, you know, a lot of those jobs are pretty, you know, I turn this bolt. <laughs> really? I mean, seriously. <laughs> There's like a dude right now that's probably making $20 an hour that's really good at turning one specific kind of bolt. Really? Yeah. Wow. Or, you know, that that knows how to rig this kind of, you know, heavy equipment to be lifted high into the air. That's all he knows how to do. Mm. But he's really good at that one thing. Mm. And because they they can pay him like, you know, a little more money up front as opposed to working for the company. Yeah. But, you know, they don't have to pay that retirement for that guy now. So That's true. Wow. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but 
if you're the business. Yeah, I if mean, you're the, if you're the business, I guess it's okay. Yeah, that's that's how you stay, you know, a hundred billionaire as opposed to a you know ninety billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, find something else to do. Hopefully, so Pasadena <laughs> is not that bad. <laughs> I mean, median income fifty k. That's not terrible. I mean, I mean, but I'm sure they're counting me, who's making zero. <laughs> uh i don't know man i i love this town i i enjoy going out amongst the people here yeah uh more than anywhere else in the in the greater metropolitan area yeah because i don't feel i don't feel like i'm in danger Mm -hmm. the people watching is excellent uh and people are friendly i mean what more could you want i understand like not everybody sees it that way yeah geez who made up this fucking list anyway I'm offended. God damn it. <laughs> Next story. Okay. Uh, okay. Leonardo oh, this da Vinci's, was really cool. Leonardo da Vinci's visionary sketchbooks now available online. I guess there's like 570 pages that you can browse on the internet. Yeah, this was really interesting to me because how many people are out there like Leonardo da Vinci, you know? Yeah. Not many. No. But just the fact that you get to study this guy's thought process is pretty special. Yeah. Um, he didn't just paint the Mona Lisa. He he invented a lot of things, and he you know was limited by his era's technology. Right. Uh, but his mind mm-hmm. just excelled at mechanical engineering, and right. Just you know, his imagination took him way further in his mind than than what he could possibly get away with mm-hmm. physically. Uh, yeah, really cool. What are your thoughts, Brennan? I don't know. They they look pretty awesome from what I can see. Uh. I wish I could read Italian. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's that's like really the thing is like you know some of it looks like music notes and some of it's like you know yeah like it's designing like a pipe organ or something and then... I farted today. <laughs> yeah, this could be just like the dumbest Twitter account ever. Yeah, you know, it could we don't be know that. gibberish and nonsense. But... Yeah, but he drew a bunch of you know concentric. That circles looks and... like the fucking double helix of DNA. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is. But... I don't either. Oh no, man. He's always been really interesting. Uh, yeah. So Google he's he's like he was a, a, a genius. Yeah. You know, he could do a lot of things, and man, it reminds me a lot of Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe except, not, except for the whole hanging out with pedophiles thing. Anyway, whoa, um, what? <laughs> there's pictures. Uh, so yeah, Google the Codex Arundel A R U N D E L if you want to take a look at his notebooks. You should do that. It's pretty cool. All right. Speaking of pedophiles that were photographed with Elon Musk, uh, Jelaine Maxwell is hiding out in Brazil with uh, Jeffrey Epstein's modeling scout, supposedly. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, so this fucking devil from hell, she devil from hell, yeah, uh, has been missing since uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk <laughs> since Epstein got arrested, right? Yeah, well, yeah. We was, talked about it on the last episode. Yeah, there was that fake photograph of her at the In-N-Out Burger, which, by the way, I had an In-N-Out Burger, really, like, recently. It's fine. Nothing special. People are kicking the shit out of, of uh, In-N-Out over Whataburger. Yeah, you know what? Whataburger's good, too. It, it, In-N-Out just tastes like a Whataburger with, like, a Dairy Queen bun, hmm. you know? You know, I had that uh, veggie burger last night. Oh, did you? Burger King. Yeah. Have no. you had one? No, I haven't had one. I like it. Yeah, it's good. That, Every, you know, I'll only go to Burger King every once in a while, but if I do, that's what I order. I feel like Burger King is an underrated fast food burger. Shit smells good. Yeah. And it tastes 
like it smells. It's pretty good. It's, yeah. I like it. Well, why are we sleeping on In-N-Out? I mean, not In-N-Out. Burger King. I don't know. Should be in the running, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so okay. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeffrey Epstein's alleged madam, Jelaine Maxwell, has been hiding in Brazil along with a French modeling scout accused of recruiting the girls for the late pedophile, according to a report. Uh, New Yorker Maxwell and Jean-Luc Brunel went to went underground soon after their pedophile pal was arrested on a major charges that ended with him kill, quote unquote killing himself oh, in his really? Manhattan lockup in August. Uh, the pair were reportedly key parts of a widening investigation into Epstein's sex ring, which and have been re- repeatedly named in court documents in the scandal. Uh, now Sky News says that an unidentified former U.S. police officer has traced the pair to uh, Santa Catarina in Brazil, a Riviera state popular with wealthy tourists. Uh, they, they were able to trace Brunel's phone uh, to the Infinity Blue Resort and Spa there, according to Sky, which uh, Maxwell's phone was also connected to a network in the area, the station reports. Don't get on the Wi-Fi, man. What are you thinking? <laughs> You're supposed to be underground. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if you're gonna be part of a pedophile ring at least have a vpn <laughs> i don't know dude i don't know yeah this shit is so creepy it's super creepy i don't know just like the darkness you have to have in your soul like especially as a woman you know <laughs> oh my god well i've been thinking a lot about it um as far as like who could be behind it who was he working for you know where were these girls from it's just so fucking dark man uh who all is involved who got blackmailed who who's behind the blackmailing yeah i mean she's got to die yeah someone is going to kill her she can't just be popping up and getting caught you know yeah anybody anybody that knows anything has to go Mm -hmm. so now that people do know that she's in brazil or now that it's come out that she's supposedly in brazil like is anyone pursuing her in any way like i don't understand like have any charges been pressed or is this just like independent investigation i mean isn't there a connection between anthony weiner's laptop and epstein that's the rumor i don't fucking know man i mean i am so like but doesn't some of that tie into the clinton emails too (laughs) so it's like yeah it's just that it's like a cable net sweater that keeps on knitting and knitting (laughs) and knitting (laughs) there's a i don't know there's a lot of speculation on this whole case because it's so big and it's got so many moving parts i don't think we're ever gonna fucking figure it out no i don't think someone's gonna write a great book 50 years from now are they it's gonna be the closest we get i don't know man i i think that that laptop's missing did you know that no it's missing Nobody knows where it is. Trump even brought it up uh, last week, I think. Really? He's like, where's that laptop? The fuck, man? Yeah. Well, he's got his own problems. It was in New York, you know? Yeah. They had it. Like, there have been suicides around it. Yeah. You know? Who has it? I have no idea. That's it. Yeah, next story. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. This, I, I don't want this to happen to me. <laughs> and I don't, I don't live to a... Uh, processing animal processing business because of this so an iowa basement has been soaked with five inches of blood (laughs) five inches will be at the top of your ankles right yeah surely like over your ankles okay um let's see what does it say okay so there was a family of seven uh had a blood flood in their basement um it was five inches deep and apparently it's the result and this article is really poorly written blood flood could be one of the most epic metal songs ever written yeah by metalocalypse <laughs> so this guy's uh next door neighbors uh 
is a company called Dolls Meat Locker, and they've been dumping the drippings and, and remains of uh, hogs and cattle down their floor drain, which happens to connect to their pipes. The pipe's attached to a house uh, that he was hoping to put on the market and sell, but that plan is currently on hold. Uh, <laughs> so, blood is a contaminant. Yeah. Once it's in your basement, flooding five inches up, I mean, what do they have to do? They can't just, like... That's, like, demolition, I would think. You know, you would have to probably cut that out, you know? Just paint it red. Yeah, so they're, they're gonna sue the shit out of this doll's meat locker place, probably. Oh, of course, after their fucking attitude. They're like... <laughs> You know, the, the neighbors went over there and, and talked to him about it, and, yeah. and they refused to take any action whatsoever. Yeah. When it would have, I mean, at least the least they could do is go fucking wet vac that yeah. shit Help out Help clean there. it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, it says, uh, while dolls might have seen a pretty obvious culprit, uh, Lucina said they had moved far, they'd been far from responsive. Uh, they haven't reached out at all. In fact, they haven't taken any accountability for it. Uh, they said it's not their fault and told me good luck. <laughs> If I wanted to do anything about it, it's on my dime and my schedule. Yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> they would, uh, man, they're they're extremely lucky no one was living there. Yeah. Because if, if that were my house, probably want to do something really bad <laughs> yeah. to these people. I mean, how can you... Like maybe pour gasoline in my side of the drain and have it go into their, <laughs> yeah. their basement and uh, maybe let it match. Uh, apparently these people are new, or new owners, though. They're saying, uh, let's see, the place, they had the place fully inspected, and they were uh, just following a decade or so of precedent set by the previous owners. So, apparently those other people had been doing this for a long time. They sold the place, and these new people just kept doing it. Um, yeah, so that kind of sounds like... Look at this quote. We're taking responsibility for it. It wasn't our fault. That's exact- we didn't intentionally put blood down there. Uh, then how did the fucking blood get down there if you didn't intentionally put it in? And how are you taking responsibility for it if you're saying it's not your fault? Exactly. <laughs> That's the exact exactly. Well, he's a freaking idiot. Yeah, so they're arguing with their insurance company and trying to get them to cover it. Otherwise, they're saying they will financially assist the Lestinas. Um, yeah, so blood in your basement sucks. And you're going to have to take out the drywall, take out the bottom of the stairs. I mean, this is not, there's no drywall. This is all concrete. It's I a was basement. looking right there. That's concrete. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of work, man. Less absorbent. <laughs> man, all the wood in their stairs. Good thing they have that bottle of bleach right there. Yeah, good thing that little kid's car is in there. Oh, my God. Doing doing donuts. <laughs> doing donuts in blood. blood. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Seems like a good time. Good, good story. Good yeah. story to tell your uh, future grandkids. <laughs> Don't go down there, kids. It used to be filled with blood. Yep. Okay. All right, so um, I guess that's all we got for news, huh? Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. All right, good. Glad that's over. See if we got any <laughs> questions. That's all right. We'll 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 handle that last. Um, You want to do your murder mayhem? Uh, yeah. Or you want to do tinfoil tirade? Do tinfoil tirade, I guess. All right. Whatever. UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's just tinfoil tirade! Did you read this? I did not, no. Okay, so this is one of the more badass stories. Well, if you believe it, it's a little more badass. Yeah. But it's a hell of a thing to think about because... So the headline says, aliens are monitoring our nukes, worry ex-Air Force officers. Hmm. So uh, this is a case from 1967 uh, by Captain Robert Solace, who was... um, 
an Air Force officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget where he was stationed. Um, okay, so um, there were a lot of witnesses on this. Uh, I mean, supposedly, supposed witness. This is one of those things where you know, back in the day, people would tour and you know sell their stuff and tell their stories and get paid to be there, right? And also make money while they're doing an appearance, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, touring porn stars stripping, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or like a Comic Con if you want to be less lurid. Oh yeah, you could say that. <laughs> uh, like Rob Leefield. Yeah. Um, like Mario Kidder. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So perfect. Uh, <laughs> Lois Lane and Superman, Margot Kidder. Oh, Margot Kidder. Okay, yeah. I thought you said Mario Killer. Anyway, uh, oh, Mario Killer. Yeah, that's my porn star. Name. That's the name that I strip under when I tour. <laughs> Mario Killer. Uh, so this is actually this is a crazy case because, well, let me just say what the case is. Um, in 1967, at uh, was it Mouse Malmstrom Malmstrom uh, Air Force Base in Montana. A UFO came overhead and shut down 10 Minutemen missiles, which are, you know, they're ballistic missiles, aren't they? Yes. Uh, They're not like giant ICBMs or anything, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they're there to protect a certain area, I guess. Uh, But they were shut down, and uh, he said there were two incidents uh, a week apart. Um, So, like, you know, the Air Force has been slowly leaking footage and stuff you know whether it be leaks or just releases but um nobody wants to talk about this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. you know because it's highly dangerous right yeah uh nobody wants to live in fear of like aliens stopping the only thing that can protect you against aliens exactly yeah (laughs) good good point um so yeah there there's like this whole informational release uh between colonel charles holt and like a few other no, not Charles Holt. That's Ben Waters. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Robert Solace. Yeah, this is a pretty in UFO circles. This is a pretty famous story. Uh, just hearing him tell it is pretty fascinating. Um, you might want to look it up on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, he just he described everything that happened, and uh, it's completely different from anything else that the Air Force is going to admit to. That that's including the RAF. RAF Bentwaters uh, situation that happened, um, right. s- I think in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just bringing that up because it's in this. It's linked to the same article. Um, but in that in that instance, uh, it did show up outside of a, an Air Force base, where supposedly you know between the U.S. and England uh, operating in the same vicinity, they did have nuclear weapons there. So yeah. you know who knows what happened. Um, the witnesses at Bentwaters had a completely different uh story to tell but um yeah they don't want the air force doesn't acknowledge this story because it's pretty goddamn scary yeah understandable <laughs> um yeah and that's about that uh what else we we got something else yeah you got these uh yeah 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 uh let's just do skinwalker ranch real quick uh, oh yeah that's a fun one yeah skinwalker ranch is fucking scary yeah <laughs> uh so uh, Skinwalker Ranch has a 50-year hi- history of strange occurrences located in Utah. Unita County. God damn, you're great uh, with pronunciation. Boarding the Ute Indian Reservation in Utah. <laughs> Look at you. Unlocked talent. Uh, there have been over 100 reports of mutilated cattle, UFO sightings, invisible red-eyed animals, 
and magnetic fields surrounding strange objects. Uh, the ranch's website contains videos, files, and research detailing each and every incident ever reported at the ranch. A film based on the ranch was released in 2013, yes. and that movie sucked ass. That sucks because Skinwalker Ranch is really interesting. <laughs> like every kind of weird thing that we've ever talked about on this show has happened on this property. <laughs> yeah, ghosts, uh, ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, like just all of it. <laughs> all the weird shit lives. At like Skinwalker. I'm surprised they don't have like a, just a swamp thing or something. A Loch Ness monster just like flopping <laughs> around. Yeah, you know, gasping for air like a goldfish. <laughs> uh, a pretty who owned it? Somebody bought it. Uh, some politician bought it. Well, uh, no, it was it was somebody that had to do with aerospace. God, who was that? Was it John Lear? It, no, it, it was somebody that was funding the research. Yes, like they they bought the property. They for bought the that property. Reason. They hired a security team. Yeah, twenty four hours to guard that property. Yeah, you can't get any. You can get near it, but you cannot get on it. Yeah, uh, without an invitation. So, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, armed thugs will uh, come harass you away. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, pretty interesting. Check it out. Um, Skinwalker Ranch is uh pretty damn cool. Yeah, that scary whole story too. is awesome. Scary too. So um, much creepy shit there. Yeah, I'd like to know who owned it, even briefly. It was. It wasn't the current owner. Was the last owner. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Okay, so you know one of the most recent owners was uh Robert Bigelow, who is who owns Bigelow Aerospace. Yeah, and you know, multi multi millionaire bought this yeah crazy property for what'd you say two hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah and uh, just paid to have scientists go there and check everything out yeah supposedly yeah. you know it's all true mm-hmm. um, if you believe this guy who could be eccentric and wants to believe in all that shit yeah but. you never know with these aerospace people <laughs> he ended up selling it. Uh, in 2016, though, uh, to a company called Adamantium uh, Holdings. Adamantium, the yeah. it, fictional it, metal of Wolverine's claws. It's just some shell corporation of unknown origin. We don't know who. Yeah, that's it. crazy. Sold it for 4.5 million dollars. Whoa, yeah. that's quite a profit. Yeah, I wonder. Well, he wasn't trying to run a cattle business on it, so right. <laughs> he probably did. Yeah, okay. that's true. So, all right, he buys it for 200 grand and then sells it for how much? Four. 4.5. 4.5. Who buys a two hundred thousand dollar property for four point five million if there's nothing going on? That's true, and it's an unidentifiable shell corporation. Yeah, that's that's some creepy shit. Like, there's something. What kind of nerd that would call their shell corporation <laughs> Adamantium Holdings? That's true. Would buy it? I bet it's Rob Leefield. Does he have that kind of money? I'm sure. You think? He created Deadpool. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> created quote unquote. <laughs> Um, Let's take Spider-Man, remove all of his uh, <laughs> stuff, and load him down with guns and pads. Let's and literally just take Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he was drawing Teen Titans, and then he created Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure, he's still loved and adored by plenty of people. Yeah, people that um, don't like feet and love pouches <laughs> and smoke, floor smoke, lots of floor smoke. Uh, what else we got, Brennan? Uh, that's all we. That's got it for, for tinfoil tirade. tirade. So, oh, what fun. Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. You want to do your murder and mayhem? Sure. What, el- what other options do we have? That's all we got. We're, we're running out. Okay, so murder and mayhem was rough this week. Um, 
on ho- our Halloween episode. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is going to be our Halloween episode. And, you know, like, I wanted to do something Halloween related, but all the stories that I found that were Halloween related were just about kids getting, like, mutilated and, like, yeah. molested. And, you know, I just don't want that, you know? Halloween's supposed to be fun. So I'm just kind of doing something that is Halloween adjacent. Uh, that, what does that mean? It, it, it kind of ties into Halloween a little bit. Oh, okay. And, and, and I'll be able to fill that in towards the end. All right. Okay, so uh, the Chicago Tylenol murders. Um, these were a series of poisoning deaths that happened uh, as a result from drug tampering in the Chicago metropolitan area from in 1982. Why'd you say it like that? Like it's a bad thing. <laughs> drug tampering. All right, go ahead. Sorry. The victims had ta- all taken Tylenol branded acetaminophen capsules and uh, that had been laced with potassium cyanide. Uh, a total of seven people died. In the original poisonings, but there were several more deaths as a result of subsequent copycat crimes. Uh, no suspect was ever convicted. Uh, see, uh, New York City resident uh, James William Lewis was convicted of extortion for sending a letter to Johnson and Johnson that took credit for the deaths and demanded one million dollars for them to stop. But evidence tying, yeah, he was like trying to take credit and extort them for money, but there was no evidence that like tied him to the poisoning. So he just, you know what, you know who I think did it? Who do you think did Johnson it? and Johnson? <laughs> oh yeah. They were probably making cyanide at the same factory. They were making acetaminophen and <laughs> fucking just whoops. Oh, well we're rich. We whoops, can all crunch berries. <laughs> we'll, we'll just eat it. We'll eat all of it. All the losses. We'll still make profit. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to go into all the specific incidents because that's boring. But yeah, uh, so during the initial investigations, a man named uh, James William Lewis sent a letter to Johnson and Johnson demanding them demanding one million dollars for them to stop the cyanide induced murders. Uh, identified via fingerprints and the envelope used, the police were unable to link him to the crimes as he and his wife were living in New York City at the time. But he was convicted of extortion and served 13 years of a 20 year sentence and was paroled in 1995. Um, a second man, uh, Roger Arnold, was identified and uh, investigated. And cleared of all the killings, uh, he had a nervous breakdown due to the media attention, which he blamed on Marty Sinclair, a bar owner. Apparently, apparently this guy what? just said, I know who did it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, in the summer of 1983, Arnold shot and killed uh, John Stanisha, an unrelated man whom he mistook for Sinclair and uh, who oh, did no. not even know him. So <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was tra- he killed the wrong guy. Uh, he was convicted in 1984 and served 15 years of a 30-year sentence for second-degree murder and died in 2008. Uh, Lori Dan, who poisoned and shot an unknown number of people in May of t- in a May 1988 rampage in and around uh, Winnetka, Illinois, was briefly briefly considered a suspect, but no direct connection was found. So this is an ongoing investigation. Damn. They never caught the person. That's ins- oh, uh, I guess I guess I've seen Stranger Things. Yeah. Then. An unsolved murder, mass murder. <laughs> ah, that's crazy. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, in early 1983, at the FBI's request, the Chicago Tribune commun- columnist uh, Bob Green published the address and grave location of the first and youngest victim, Mary Kellerman. The story, written by with the Kellerman family's consent, was proposed by the FBI uh, criminal analyst John Douglas on the theory that the perpetrator might visit the house or the gravesite if he were made aware of their locations. Both sites were kept under 24-hour surveillance for several months, but the killer never surfaced. Um, let's see. There was a suspect, this woman, Paula Prince. Um, they released a photograph of her. They believe that the bearded man seen just feet behind her may be the killer. That never turned anything up. Uh, they renewed the investigation in 2009. And they searched the home of what home is this? I don't know. They searched somebody's house in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and seized a, seized a number of items. 
An FBI spokesman declined to comment, but said, we'll have something to release later, possibly. Uh, law enforcement officials re received a number of tips related to the case, coinciding with its anniversary, but, uh, yeah. So... Oh, they even thought that the Unabomber might have been a suspect. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So, basically, the killer did it once, got away with it, and never did it again. Just never surfaced again. And probably went on to some other crime that they may have been caught for, or Maybe. not. Yeah. Because it never happened again, right? <laughs> well, I mean, there were hundreds of copycat attacks, so that doesn't help. <laughs> oh, so they don't know maybe the copycat, one of the copycats could have been the killer maybe. again. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, so this is why, you know, we have child safety labels on our bottles now, and we have cotton in there, and then we have the plastic over the top, and, you know, it's really just plastic around the, the top of the lid. You know, this is why. Now, how this relates to Halloween. <laughs> It relates more to the girl that licked the ice cream <laughs> than Halloween. But, uh, you know, still watch what your kids get in their yeah. Halloween buckets. So as a result of this, like this happened, this started on September 29th in 1982. Like Halloween was dead for a couple of years because yeah. people were so paranoid about their kids going out and getting tainted candy. What year was this? 82? 82. Yeah. So 82. this was like just a couple of years after the Candyman killer. Uh, I would have been five. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> It was, it was probably, you know, it was probably a trunk or treat Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah. But, uh. That's where Jess is right now at a trunk or treat. Really? It's fucking, it fucking sounds so Ugh, lame. It is lame. Horrible. Poor wife. Anyway. Yeah. So, as a result of people not participating in Halloween, not allowing their kids to participate in Halloween, like, one of several of the Ben Cooper Halloween mask company, you know, the people that make that little mask with, like, the bib, mm -hmm. you know, you one of the cool, one. one of the cooler companies to ever do the fucking thing yeah they one of their several chapter 11 bankruptcies <laughs> happened as a result of the chicago tylenol murders yeah mostly because they couldn't get their shit straight yeah but whatever yeah uh i happen to have some rubber jigglers that they made but that, <laughs> that shit's expensive man yeah ben cooper stuff yeah, especially now yeah that yeah. stuff wasn't made to last no. you know uh it's kind of hard to find yeah. anyway so good one brennan i thought it was going to be a stinker but pretty good it, it was, it's what i could do <laughs> it's not my favorite how about some friend questions we actually got some did we okay yep. yeah i don't have any <laughs> friends ethylene ethylene dieter asks flu shot conspiracy or lifesaver <laughs> well in your case ethylene yeah, probably a lifesaver uh for me no i i don't take flu shots because yeah supposedly they have lead in them <laughs> i don't know i forget what the actual conspiracy is uh i just don't take it cause yeah they got the flu in there <laughs> they're giving you the flu they're trying to make you sick plus yeah. they're they're really uh they're really not effective well i mean there's like three different strains of the flu going around exactly this year, so it's like it's kind of well, hard they they give you one flu shot yeah and is it the strain of flu that's going around yeah probably if, not if you're lucky you know <laughs> If you're lucky, exactly. Yeah, I mean, but most people aren't. Yeah. Because they sick. Uh, what Eric Eddy asks, what do you think of Wax Audio? Or have you heard any of it? I suggest this. Kind of kind of scared to play this? Do you know what he's talking about? No. All right. I'll play it. Fuck it. What have we got to lose at this point? Oh, it's a mashup.
What I find offensive is the video. <laughs> because it's... They're like mashing the Bee Gees with Pink Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't hate this. I don't hate it either. This, uh, this is like, this would be great Halloween party jams. Oh, maybe that's what he's going to do at his Halloween party. Yeah. Should we give out his address? <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate that. Nah, probably not. No. Whoa. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's like good, you know, four beers in. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> he also asked me a question. Uh, what are some of the more obscure horror anthologies that you guys like? I like dead time stories myself. Um, um, I really like this, this movie called Southbound. It's on, uh, like, you, I think you can watch it on Shutter right now. And it's like five different stories, and they all, there's kind of one wraparound story that kind of ties it all together, but you don't realize that that's the wraparound story until the very end. But yeah, that one's really good. Uh, and, you know, Trick or Treat, obviously, it's not super obscure, but I think. Ooh, Trick or Treat was so good. Trick or Treat's a lot of fun. I like that one a lot. <sighs> Trilogy of Terror. Which, you know, everybody likes the Zuni fetish at all, but personally, the second story, I think, is way better. Yeah. Dude, I just saw all of the guest stars on uh, Tales from the Crypt. Everybody was Holy on Tales from the Crypt. shit. Like, that, Tom Hanks was on Tales from the Crypt. shit was crazy. Arnold <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Like, Demi Moore. Uh, the guy that played Dr. Giggles is in the first episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, that's a good show, man. I need to buy that box set. I keep putting it off but i need to just do it dude i saw um what was it unsolved mysteries ghosts box set yeah 45 fucking dollars really at half price books yeah used that doesn't surprise me that's insane good set man it is very good set and you know have if i had a job and extra money in my pocket i yeah. probably would have bought it <laughs> damn it such a hypocrite come on uh james fines asks your favorite halloween costume you've worn Hmm, that's tough, man. I got one. It, I mean, it was, it was, I have two, but yeah. really just one because mm-hmm. I've worn that costume a bunch of times. Yeah. Because I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It made people smile. Okay. It was my Lucha Madre. Yeah, that's a great costume. I mean, I had the most fun ever in that fucking costume. Yeah. Um, since it's not, <laughs> since <laughs> nobody knows what that means. Uh, so I'm a big guy. <laughs> and I put on a uh, uh, a Mexican house yeah, dress. It's like a Mexican house dress. It was yeah. blue with uh, pink and orange uh, flowers and stuff on the uh, shoulders. Um, I put on a blue demon uh, luchador mask with uh, fake hair in a uh, braided ponytail hanging mm-hmm. out the back. Yeah. Um, put on some bright red lipstick, uh, bright red fingernail polish. I think I painted my toes for yeah. that. Uh, originally for Halloween, I yeah. painted my toes. I put on some uh, some of those pink fuzzy uh, house slippers. Yeah. What else? Oh, I had a white leather purse, and I think that was it. I mm-hmm. think that was the costume. Uh, but yeah, I used that costume. I mean, people enjoyed it so much. I I took a risk on. on I think I've worn that thing like half a dozen times. Yeah. I took it to uh, what was that comic show we did? Uh. That was a long Texas Comic Con, yeah. Texas Comic Con, yeah. yeah. That's right. You were flying for a booth in San Antonio. Yeah, it was San Antonio. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wore that around. I almost got laid in that costume. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, in the costume. Hey. Not out of it. In it. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. 
people people enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, took a lot of weird pictures in it with uh, other people in costume. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, what about you, Brendan? Didn't, didn't you get a photo with, with uh, like Kiss cosplayers? Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. That was great. And uh, what was it? I don't know. Trekkies. Yeah, people in Star Trek uniform. It was fun. Yeah, costumes are fun. Yeah, uh, especially when you have an original one that people enjoy. Yeah. What do you got, Brennan? I remember one year that I didn't have a Halloween costume. I was maybe 10. And, like, I managed to, like, like, I had, like, a little bit of grease paint that I was able to kind of, like, and some fake blood that I was kind of, like, able to put together. Yeah. And through, like, using a combination of, like, toilet paper and, like, you know, hair care products and crap, I basically made myself look like a burn victim. Oh, and I was okay. Like, and, like, we went and trick-or-treating like that, and that was... I remember being really proud of that because I just put it together myself, you know? What was the reaction of people? Yeah, people liked it, you know? It's like, hey, did get, it yourself. Get well soon. Here's some candy. Basically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it was it was a good Halloween. It was like, it was just me and my sisters and my cousins just, like, trick-or-treating by ourselves in the neighborhood. And, That's you cool. Know, like, like, over on the Berry Streets. It was a lot of fun. I remember when I was, uh, I think, four, three mm-hmm. or four, my, gram- my grandma fell on me and broke my leg. Oh, my God. And, uh... My mom dressed me up as a pirate with a because I had a yeah. cast. I yeah. don't know, you know, not really. Yeah, <laughs> having, having to do with anything, but uh, yeah, that made for some good pictures. Mm-hmm. We got anything else, Brennan? No, I think that's it. All right, thanks to our sponsors, LoneStarButtons.com. dot mm-hmm. uh, Lone Star Buttons creates custom pin on buttons. Uh, maybe you have something to promote, and you would like some inexpensive items to promote it with. Buttons are always a good idea. Uh, they're who who hates buttons? Nobody. Yeah. Uh, they also create um, mirrors, bottle openers, and I always forget the third thing that I'm supposed to say. But uh, they'll make buttons in uh, different sizes and shapes. Magnets. For magnets. Uh, they also, everything is reasonably priced mm-hmm. and at very high quality. To get in touch with Lone Star Buttons, you can email info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or you could call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Uh, use the coupon code, I want to suck on your hairy tits, and get some buttons thrown in for free. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. That's my Tarzan yell for my lady. <laughs> uh, you know what? Anybody listening to this show, if you live in Texas, you should give Jessica Dieter a call. Uh, her number is 281-607-5263. I am sure, I can almost, almost guarantee that she can save you a substantial amount of money on your insurance. Be it auto insurance, home insurance, flood insurance, which a lot of people need and they don't have. Please look into it. Uh, she also does renter's insurance. Um, she will not cut corners and get you something inferior just because it's cheaper i mean if you tell her to do that she will but you know what she's gonna do is look at the look at what you're spending get a policy that's comparable to what you have at a much lower price or she can upgrade your policy and save you money there too um and it's not just insurance that you know we can save you money on uh if you use her as your insurance agent she will be able to put you in touch with you know people in other areas of your life that will be able to save you money too. So, I mean, if you like money, if you want to keep more of your money, get in touch with her. Uh, it'll be worth it. Uh, again, the number is 281-607-5263. If you don't call her, you're done. Uh, 
Um, that's it, Brennan. We got anything else? Revengeoftheworld.com. Yeah. Go there. Go there for Check all it your, out. Yeah. Go to our social medias. Yeah. It'll be fun. And that's that. You got anything else, Brennan? Uh, go see Monster Show while it's up. Yeah. Uh, I got Battalion Fest next weekend. If you like skateboarding and Black Flag and, you know, art. Black Flag, not Flag. Black Flag. Yeah, it's Black Flag. Yeah. <laughs> go to that. Uh, we'll see that they have if you like in. Greg Ginn and what he's done. <laughs> <laughs> there's going to be a big skate session this Friday. It's outside uh, Saturday night. Black Flags playing. I guess the tickets are pretty low on that. So if you want to go, buy them now. And sa- uh, Sunday at uh, 4020 Screen Printing, they're going to be doing uh, a big art show, which I'm a part of. And uh, it's us and a bunch of the street pa- uh, street plant battalion artists. Uh, it's all like screen printed T-shirts. You can buy something the day of the show and. You know, walk away with a shirt with you know, whatever piece of art you want on it. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Sweet. It's a, it's a, it's a boozy skateboarding good time. Uh, if you want to buy some art, get in touch with me. <laughs> <laughs> I need money. Uh, thanks for listening. Gently go fuck someone.